Tonight is Shabbat Shuvah. The question is, what is Shabbat Shuvah? What does it mean, a Shabbat of Shuvah? What's going on? These 10 days are called the 10 days of Shuvah. And uh, what is unique about the Shabbos having the name Shabbos Shuvah? So there's a Fabrengan um, and Rebbe from 1975, when Shabbat was, was on the 5th of Tishrei, also Parshas Vayelech, which uh, it discusses this. Let's go right to it. This Shabbos is called Shabbos Shuvah because at the beginning of the Haftorah, return Yisrael, Shuvah Yisrael. We find other Shabbosim that are given their name based upon the Haftorah. Like, for example, the Shabbos of Song. The reason why it's called the Shabbos of Song is mainly because of the song in the Haftorah. Uh, because the song in the Parsha, Parsha of Bishalach, there's other things in the Parsha. But the Haftorah is completely a song. So that's why that Shabbos is called the Shabbos of Song, because the Haftorah is about a song. Others, another name for the Shabbos is Shabbos, not Shabbos Shuva, but Shabbos Teshuva. Why? Because this is a Shabbos during the 10 days of Shuvah. And since this is the name of the Shabbos, and according to the name that the Torah gives, name that is written in holy books, name that is accepted and is publicized among all the Jewish people, that name expresses the inner meaning of the Shabbos. If this is the name that the Torah gives, it must, must express what, this, what Shabbos is about. There was a mention this here, but the Baal Shem Tov says that the name of everything is, is the source of the energy of that thing. So this is the name of the Shabbos, and must be that this is what uh, expresses what the inner meaning of the Shabbos is. What is the Shabbos about? It's about Shuvah. Um, the name Shabbos Teshuvah, or the name Shabbos Shuvah, uh, either way it's about Teshuvah. So you need to understand, all the ten days of Shuvah are about Shuvah. That's halacha. Halacha is, as Ramam says, although it's possible to do shuva and to cry to Hashem all the time, during the 10 days of shuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, this is very impactful. It's accepted immediately. And there's a unique power in shuva done at this time. So the advantage of shuva during the 10 days of shuva versus during shuva the rest of the year is both because of what we can do. That means, the Raman's language is, which is two components. Number one is that it's very beautiful, it's very, it's very impactful, it's very, it's, 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 it has more potency. So our efforts are blessed, number one, that we're able to do this better. And number two, not only we'll do this better, but also, that's another point, God accepts it immediately. So that's what all the 10 days of tshuva have this quality. Question is, what's unique about the tshuva on Shabbos tshuva, and because of this unique quality, it's called with a special name Shabbos tshuva or Shabbos teshuva. We don't find this about all the other ten days of tshuva. Not the first day um, of, of the ten days of tshuva is not called the first day of tshuva. We don't have a Sunday of tshuva, Monday of tshuva. Uh, even Yom Kippur is not called day of tshuva. Yom Kippur is called Day of Atonement. That's a result, it's a consequence of Tshuva. When you do Tshuva, you cause your soul to be cleansed. Um, or there's also cleansing on Yom Kippur because of the day itself. Regardless of the Tshuva, uh, or beyond, beyond what we can accomplish through our Tshuva, Yom Kippur introduces something far beyond what we, we could do. Yom Kippur is called Day of Cleansing, a Day of Atonement. 
but it's not called a day of tshuva. So why is Shabbos different than all the other ten days of tshuva, and only Shabbos is called Shabbos tshuva? So understand this by first learning a segment, a, a line of a discourse of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe says that the word teshuva has the same letters as Shabbos. It says also in, in Tanya, in Gersh Teshuvah, Shabbos means, is the same letters as Tashev, Tashev means to return. So, as mentioned before, the energy of each thing is drawn into that thing through the letters of its name. So if two things are called by the same name, that means they have the same content. So too regarding Shabbos and Tshuva, they have the same letters. And although the order of the letters is different, in Shabbos it starts with a Shin and Tshuva starts with a Tav, but the author of says in Tanya that the difference between the various, the order of the letters of a name is only in regards to which letter is more dominant. But the general um, energy of that of those letters are the same. Just just there's more of a dominance in Shabbos, the letter Shin, and more of a dominance, the letter Tuf, in the word Shuva, but they still have the same letters. There's also a unique power when you have three letters joined together to create a word. The author says, in addition to the, the power of each letter, you have also the general power, that the general energy that's formulated by the letters joining together. So this the higher kind of light that's created by the fusion of these three letters is, is the same on Shabbos as it is in Shuvah. These three letters form together, come together and, and bring down this higher light that's beyond what these three letters are themselves. So since Shabbos, so basically Shabbos is in time and the Shuvah is in the soul and they're the same thing. Shabbos, what Shabbos is in time Tshuva is in the soul. It's the same energy. So since Shabbos, the essence of Shabbos, is Tshuva, therefore, the Shabbos, during the ten days of Tshuva, has the power to rectify and complete and perfect all the Shabbos in the entire year. Darizal says that every single day, the ten of the seven days of the Tshuva Kippur, each of those, those days has the power to rectify all the seven days of the week. So on Sunday, you're able to fix up all the Sundays of the year, on Monday, all the one, Mondays of the year, each of the seven days of the week between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are able to rectify one of the days of the year. But Shabbos, during the ten days of Tshuva, is called Tshuva. Because Shabbos, on, on its own, without it being part of ten days of Tshuva, is already about Tshuva. Shabbos is the same letters of Tshuva. Shabbos means Tshuva. Other days of Tshuva, Sunday is not about Tshuva necessarily. There is, there is a regular Sunday, a regular Monday, which is not associated specifically with Tshuva. Its connection to Tshuva is only this year, or right now, is only because Sunday was during the ten days of Tshuva. Or, miraculously, this Sunday will be part of the seven days of Tshuva. But it's not that the Sunday, the way Hashem made Sunday, the way, it, because, it's not because of its um, classification and time that it has a connection to Tshuva. That means the the uh, tshuva that that um, uh, Sunday has is not connected. It's not it's not misatzim. It doesn't become one with its. It hasn't been superimposed upon it. It's a Sunday, and this Sunday happens to be connected with a, with the time of tshuva. It's not that Sunday organically has a relationship with tshuva. This Sunday is a Sunday of the ten days of tshuva. There's something that's 
that's embedded in it because of it being part of the Nizav Tshuva, but not something that it has intrinsically and organically on its own. On the other hand, Shabbos is organically and intrinsically a day of Tshuva anyways. Shabbos is about Tshuva. Shabbos is in letters of Tshuva. So therefore, it's called Shabbos Tshuva because it is a, it's something which rectifies all the Shabbosim of the year, and all Shabbosim of the year are about Tshuva. We need to understand something. Since Shabbos is anyways about tshuva, that's all Shabbos in the year, what exactly is added by being Shabbos tshuva? What is added in the tshuva element of Shabbos? Shabbos has, Shabbos is, has the energy of tshuva. What is added in the tshuva element of Shabbos by being part of the um, 10 days of tshuva? Since Shabbos on its own is about tshuva, what is added to Shabbos by it being part of the 10 days of tshuva? Okay, it's able to rectify all the Shabbos of the year, but what about the Shabbos is more tshuvadik? What about the Shabbos is more associated with tshuva than a regular Shabbos? Every Shabbos is about tshuva. So this Shabbos has a power to rectify all the Shabbos of the year, granted. But the fact that it's called Shabbos tshuva means that there's something more about that this Shabbos has than any other Shabbos. There's something about tshuva that the Shabbos has more than any other Shabbos. So although every other Shabbos is associated with tshuva, this Shabbos has this plus. So what is the plus this Shabbos has? So understand this based upon a story of the previous Rebbe. His father, Rebbe Rashab, once asked his grandfather, the Tzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe Rashab asked his grandfather, Tzemach Tzedek, what is Shabbos Shuvah? And the Tzemach Tzedek answered, a Shabbos dikat Shuvah. A Shabbos kind of Shuvah. That's what he answered. It's a Shabbos kind of Shuvah. There's also another story about the Tzemach Tzedek that he told his wife that there are three, there are three kinds of tshuva. The, the, the idea of this is that on Shabbos, a Jew is in a state that he has no connection to anything forbidden. And his service of God is only in holy things, only connected to holy things on Shabbos. It's a holy special day. And yet, there still needs to be a, uh, to, to have caution and to have tshuva in this holy realm, in this holy realm of Shabbos, within Shabbos itself, there has to be a a um, beyond Shabbos being in this holy realm. There has to be something more, and that's the, the idea of Shabbos tshuva. Beyond it being Shabbos, beyond the fact that you're just enveloped in a holy environment, doing holy things all the time. Besides that, this Shabbos is about adding something to this, and that is tshuva. What does that mean? What are we adding exactly? What do we, how do we add? What, what are we adding more to Shabbos by by adding Teshuvah to it? What, what's, what's going on? So it says in the Zohar, on the Pasuk, there's a soul who will sin. The Zohar comments, a soul who will sin. Tava, Tava means wonder. That's ridiculous. How is that possible? So the Zohar wonders, is it possible a soul does a sin? So the Torah speaks about most scenarios. It doesn't speak about things which aren't unusual, about things which are out of the ordinary. So how come, Rebbe asks, that the Torah, at great length, talks about something so wondrous, so out of the question, like a soul sinning? Why does the Torah talk about a soul sinning when that's something which is totally out of the ordinary, something totally not normal? The answer is, is that a soul that sins doesn't literally mean a soul that makes a, that actually does a sin. Rather, because this is just a, by the way, as an aside, this is a really 
um, powerful way to understand the idea of sin, something that, that even our American minds could relate to in a way that, that makes it meaningful and, and, and attainable and achievable and worthwhile. It says in the... Um, okay, we have Jewish minds, not American minds, but, but, uh, but even if we've been conditioned to Western thinking, this is something that you could relate to. The word sin in Hebrew... It doesn't mean only to make a mistake. It says about Bathsheba that she came before David, before David passed away, and she wanted to ensure that she, that her, that her son Shlomo would be the king after David, despite the rebellion of Absalom. And David HaMelech, and she said, if David does not take care of this now, um, then I and my son Shlomo will be sinning. Sinning, what's sinning? Not sinning. So the word chatoim doesn't mean sinning, it means we'll be missing something. We'll be missing our destiny. We'll be missing what we're about. We'll be missing what we're supposed to be. So, so to by, a, by, a, by each of us, because of the great virtue of our godly divine soul, if we, um, if we don't get it right, we are losing something. We're, we're, Hashem expects from us something. And if we're not in doing what Hashem expects from us, so that's called a chet. You're, 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 you're not, you're not, um, it's also another, another um, uh, line that brings other places. Take, take aim to, and to shoot to hair's breadth. Belay sachti. Sachti also has the same root as the word sin. Not to be off. To get on the target. To chet means you're not on the target. You're not being your best self. You're not, you're not in touch with who you are. That's the meaning of chet. So that's the meaning of the, of the Torah saying a soul that will sin Torah's talking about most people, but because of the great descent of the soul and the great uh, concealment of godliness at the world after world, lower and lower, the whole spiritual cosmos, it's possible that there could be not just an actual being off target, but an actual mistake by the minority of the minority. That's what the, the Torah is talking about. A soul that sins means a soul that's off target, and that could develop eventually into being an actual mistake. What this means is like this. The soul of every Jew is an actual part of God. Not only when it's in heaven, but also while it's in the body. And more, the, possi- the possibility that a soul, which is an actual part of God, should be able to descend and be in a body. How is that possible? That the, for this convergence of soul and body is because of the letters of Torah. It's known that the word Yisrael, which is the name of the Jewish people Israel, is an acronym for the words Yesh Shishim Ribui Oisis Ater. There are 600,000 letters in the Torah. Every Jew has a letter in the Torah. The word letter is related to the word revelation. As it says, Asa Boiker, Ois, which means letter, also means morning has come, morning has, light has come. So a letter is about revelation. Every revelation of godliness is through the letters of Torah. So the souls of Israel also, they come down to the world through the letters of Torah. That means souls by themselves are taken from God's, they belong in in God's throne, they come from God's throne, or more, their higher, their OG source, if you will, their, their, their original source is in the essence of God. In order for a soul to descend into a body, it's through the letters of Torah. So from this understood, that the energy of every Jew in this world, what makes us tick? It's Torah. So our whole being is Torah. So every Jew has a letter in the Torah, that's their life. That's something that applies to all Jews, 
even someone concerning whom the Talmud says, even though they've sinned, they're still a Jew, that guy too, while he's sinning, what's animating him? What's making him tick? It's his energy from his letter in the Torah. So it's understood that Hashem expects of every Jew to dominate, to rule over their animal soul, to dominate their flesh and blood, their body, in this world perfectly. Why does Hashem expect that? Because the real you, the real reality of every Jew, is an actual part of God. And God is perfect. So if you're an actual part of God, so automatically the soul, which is a part of God, also has to also be perfect. And therefore, if there is a deficiency in our service of God, there's a moment in time, or there's a place where it's not perfect, since God is, is precise, He's, he, is, um, he judges the righteous in the language of the Talmud to a hair's breadth. He judges them very, very uh, carefully. So for someone who was on such a high level, someone who's a part of God, so that it's considered, it's considered a, a sin. It's considered like you're not on target. You, you know who you are. You're part of God. And that's why there's a need, need for tshuva. What's the purpose of tshuva? The purpose of tshuva is to accomplish that your service of God in every moment of time, in every point in space, should be perfect, without any deficiency. That's the meaning of tshuva, to affect to, to, to that whatever is going on in time and space, it should be the way it's meant to be. And that's the relationship between tshuva and Shabbos. What's the actually tshuva and Shabbos? What's the relationship? Shabbos is a day that every moment of the day, and this is not just true for the time in Shabbos, it's also true regarding space in Shabbos, because in general, Space and time are connected to each other. Um, and not just are connected to each other, but space and time are considered the same level. Space and time. So, though every moment in time in Shabbos, every place in the world in Shabbos, is permeated with the Kedush of Shabbos. It's permeated with the holiness of Shabbos. Now what that means is, as long as there's no desecration of Shabbos, as long as a person is, is, is guarding Shabbos, he has the holiness of Shabbos every single moment. Even though it's just a regular moment, you didn't do anything special in that moment, it's Shabbos, boom, you have the holiness of Shabbos. And this applies not just to the time we pray and the time we learn, but even when you're eating and you're drinking and you're sleeping, it's a kedusha, it's a mitzvah on Shabbos. Shabbos affects at every moment, everything you're doing, the most mundane thing, it's holy. So too regarding Shabbos in ourselves, Shabbos in our souls, it says in the Talmud, that a Talmud Chacham, that, it's, that a wise man, is called Shabbos. When it says a wise man, doesn't just mean some guy on a mountaintop. Every single Jew is called Shabbos. Why? Because the essence of every Jew, the energy of every Jew, is the Torah. And that's why every Jew is called a, a wise man. Because every Jew is a student of the wisdom of Torah. Talmud Chacham means a student of wisdom. Every Jew has wisdom, is a student of, wisdom, of the wisdom of Torah. So, the, the, our natural state... Are, is that every moment in time and every point in space is with absolute perfect holiness, without any deficiency. That's the meaning of tshuva. Tshuva is that everything is the way it's meant to be, right? So Shabbos is our natural space. We are Shabbos thicker people. So, so just like the actual day of Shabbos, that every moment is imbued with holiness, so too, since our whole energy is Torah, so, so that's our, our life, that's our natural state, is our, we're part of God, and we are, so, so who are we? We are Shabbos. 
that we are, we are tshuva. We are in a state that every moment and every uh, in moment in time, every point in space could be the way it's meant to be. Further, in tshuva, in holiness itself, there are many levels. The highest, the 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 the, the, the Unique quality of Shabbos is what kind of holiness is it? There are different kinds of holiness. The holiness of Shabbos is called pleasure. And that's the way that a Jew serves God also. Every single Jew, even someone who is intellectual, anything you do because you enjoy it, either you enjoy what you're doing or you enjoy the result of what you're doing, um, you are fulfilling this idea of, of the Torah says on Shabbos, they have pleasure. So also our tshuva has, what's perfection of tshuva? Perfection of tshuva is not that you're like doing all these things that you're supposed to be doing and make sure everything's perfect in space and time and you're like uh, hating it. Shabbos, doing things in a Shabbos that way means that you're enjoying it. Whatever you're doing is it's your calmness of time of pleasure. Um, There are some things in Shabbos that you're not allowed to do unless you enjoy them. Like it says, for example, about sharing news uh, that's that's not really relevant to Shabbos. You're allowed to say it if you enjoy saying it. So, um, so, so, the, so, basically. I'm sorry, I, I didn't read this paragraph correctly. The point is that even an intellectual, um, anyone who is intellectual will only do something if they enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. And anyone who is intellectual will only do something if it makes sense to them to do it. Either they enjoy what they're doing or they enjoy the result of what they're doing. And by doing things that you enjoy because you know the value of what you're doing, you're keeping your Shabbos. So, so, so to regarding Shuva, what's the perfection of Shuva? Shuva has to be done in a way that you enjoy it. Like in the previous Shabbat Tomei Zayda, what Rabbi Fogelman, whatever you do should be with fargan, you should do with pleasure. So not only is our, our mind natural reality, is Shabbos, that's who I am, I am a person of Shabbos, I'm a person of Shuva, but I'm, I'm connected not just to holiness, but to pleasure. Whatever I do, is, I'm able to do it with, with deep satisfaction. We could possibly say that this is the meaning of the Rambam, when the Rambam says about the higher level of tshuva that we can achieve in the 10 days of tshuva, the Rambam says, it's yofabiyesha, it's very beautiful. So the Rambam means, Rebbe says, that the tshuva during these 10 days is not just about cleaning, not nice stuff. That's achieved through a lower level of tshuva. The power of tshuva during these 10 days, it's beautiful. It's a, the beauty of tshuva. Why is it beautiful? Because the tshuva is done in a way of pleasure. And not just pleasure, but the deepest pleasure. And that's why it's accepted so quickly in heaven. Because when the tshuva is done because it makes sense, because of some emotional experience, there's a limitation to the tshuva. Then, the, then you need to measure, you need to reckon in heaven, well, let's see where this guy reached with his tshuva. What does he deserve? He, he had this thought, he had this idea, he stood tshuva, he had this feeling. Let's see where this goes. But when the tshuva is done with the pleasure and more, it's done with your deepest pleasure, so then it's, it's infinite. That, that's why it's, it's accepted immediately as a direct impact because your tshuva is done with a deep deep pleasure. And beyond this is the idea, that's, that's, what, that's what the Jew and, and Shabbos and tshuva having to do with each other in general. That's who we are in general. We are tshuva, 
We are Shabbos. What is now the convergence of Shabbos Shuvah? What is that? Even after a person reaches perfection and he's not having any hate, again, hate means that he's not off target, and he is in a status of the, of the wise man who is called Shabbos, he's perfect. So from him, the Rebbe says, Hashem demands from him, Hashem asks from him to have a Shabbos kind of tshuva. Beyond being the regular state that every Jew is Shabbos, every Jew is tshuva, besides Hashem asks the Jew to be in a state of a Shabbos kind of tshuva. What does that mean? Even if you're serving God perfectly, in sync to the virtue of your soul, which is an actual part of God, the purpose of why God sent the soul to this world is to be elevated. To go beyond the way the soul was before it descended into this world. The soul was already in a state of perfection when it was in heaven. But its descent to this world was to reach a higher level. So the Nisham has to reach a higher level than the perfection that it had before it descended. As it says in the Kutat Torah, in Parshas Azinu, as we're going to read the Shabbos at Mincha, that the main idea of Tshuva is to return to a higher place than you were before you, before you um, came to this world. What's the message? What's the lesson for us? When we are now in the time after the month of El, we've already passed a time of Slichas, when God forgave the Jewish people the remnants of the debts that they owed Hashem. A Jew may think that since he's already a tzaddik, and the Talmud says that tzaddikim already written in Rosh Hashanah immediately for life, so there's no reason to make any effort anymore because I'm already in the book. That's the lesson in the instruction of Shabbos Tshuva, that even after you've reached perfection, there has to be a Shabbos Dika Tshuva. And th- this, there has to be something more. If the, even though you're in the realm of holiness, you have to do something higher. And this is achieved, this not just achieved, this, this impacts whatever you've done. Sorry. This impacts the coming year that is coming upon us and all of Israel for, for, for goodness, because Tshuva is not just regretting the past, she was also resolved for the future. So it's understood regarding the seven days of Hashanah Yom Kippur, besides them fixing the last seven days of the year, seven days of the week of the whole year before, they also empower the seven days of the week of the whole coming year. So in the language of the Haftorah, the Torah says, Do tshuva and take with you things. That means take with you tournaments. So, where this tshuva that, that we have in the Shabbos impacts the whole coming year. And everything that we do this coming year. Although we were discussing yesterday and earlier this week on Shoshana the, the power of the individual during the 10 days of tshuva, that even in the, one individual calling out to God during the 10 days of tshuva has, has the impact of the same impact as a community calling out to Hashem, but it's understood that a community doing this is even more. So, so there it says we should make an effort, I guess as the theme of this, theme of this year also is the year of Hakil, uh, to do things together. And through this, we achieve in the language of the, um, the Zohar, that during these 10 days, the language of the Mitzvah Rebbe, the luminary comes close to the spark. It's not only in a way that the luminary comes close to the spark, but, in a, but in the, the, that's what happens during, during the, these 10 days. It says that the luminary comes close to the spark, but beyond that, the spark connects and becomes one and is absorbed within the luminary. 
and it causes there to be a divine flow throughout the earth. That's the power of these days of truth. Not just we feel close to Hashem, but the, the spark becomes absorbed within the luminary and triggers and causes a divine flow for the whole coming year. And with that kind of kind of connection, a, a Jew is able to go securely in his path throughout the whole year in the way of the king, the king of the world, in the study of Torah, in his performance of mitzvahs, and especially in loving your fellow like yourself, which is the general principle of Torah, which includes all the mitzvahs, to share Torah mitzvahs to others as well, and to serve God in all your ways. And then God gives you all that is needed in, in a way that there's comfort, because since you're serving God in a way that all your ways you know God, it means you feel that why do I need to do other things? It's also only in order to know God, to know that and to know God that Hashem is infinite. So since God is infinite, so therefore it says not like this. And all your ways you should know God. If God is infinite, so also your ways, your personal, private affairs, the Rebbe says, also have to be infinite. They also have to be comfortable. They also have to be expansive. They also have to be big. They also have to be great. They have to be broad. They have to be big. So. If God is asking us in all your ways, you should know Him, and all whatever you're doing, you should know God. That means that not only, not only that you should be connected to God and what you're doing, it also it also brings a blessing when you do that to bring God's infinity into the things that you're doing. As the Alter says, that Hashem gives the Jewish people gashmius, gives them physical blessings in a comfortable, in a broad way, and Jewish people make out of the physical blessings that God gives spiritually, spirituality. And not just make spirituality, because they're given a lot of gashmias, a, a, an abundance of the physical, they're able to create an abundance of the spiritual. In the simple sense, that we are married to have a chsima, a gamachsima teva, a shanateva musuka, both materially and spiritually. So in short, all right. Uh, in short, the lesson is, you might think you've already done everything, you've already reached the highest level, comes to the Shabbos and says, Whatever is done, you've done. The Shabbos means more, something higher. And this affects the whole year to be higher. And this brings brachas for the whole year. That uh, just like we're commanded to know God in all of our ways. So if we do know God in all of our ways, we connect our mundane with God, we also bring a bracha of God that things should be like God. Because like God is infinite, there should be infinite bracha on whatever we're doing. Wow. L'chaim, l'chaim, a good and fredelich and Shabbos to